Good evening. Welcome to the Just Sleep Podcast. I'm Tasha, your host. Every week, I will read you an old story to help you relax, put the stressful day behind you, and drift off to sleep. Occasionally, we will run ads in order to cover the costs of the production of the podcast. Rest assured, there will be no ads during or after the story. If you prefer an ad-free and intro-free show, you can join Just Sleep Premium. Visit justsleeppodcast.com slash support for more information. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tonight. I will be reading some more Aesop's fables. This time from the book of Junior Classics, Volume 1, Fairy and Wonder Tales. So lie down, close your eyes, and let me read you a story. The Town Mouse and the Country Mouse Now you must know that a town mouse, once upon a time, went on a visit to his cousin in the country. He was rough and ready, this cousin, but he loved his town friend and made him heartily welcome. Beans and bacon, cheese and bread were all he had to offer, but he offered them freely. The town mouse rather turned up his long nose at this country fair and said, I cannot understand, cousin how you can put up with such poor food as this. But of course, you cannot expect anything better in the country. Come you with me, and I will show you how to live. When you've been in town a week, you will wonder how you could ever have stood a country life. No sooner said 
then done. The two mice set off for the town and arrived at the town mouse's residence late at night. You will want some refreshment after a long journey, said the polite town mouse, and took his friend into the grand dining room. There they found the remains of a fine feast, and soon the two mice were eating up jellies and cakes and all that was nice. Suddenly, they heard growling and barking. What is that? said the country mouse. It is only the dogs of the house, answered the other. Only, said the country mouse. I do not like that music at my dinner. Just at that moment, the door flew open. In came two huge mastiffs, and the two mice had to scamper down and run off. Goodbye, cousin, said the country mouse. What, going so soon, said the other. Yes, he replied. Better beans and bacon in peace than cakes and ale in fear. The Fox and the Stork At one time, the fox and the stork were on visiting terms and seemed very good friends. So the fox invited the stork to dinner and for a joke, put nothing before her but some soup in a very shallow dish. This the fox could easily lap up but the stork could only wet the end of her long bill in it and left the meal as hungry as when she began. I'm sorry, said the fox. The soup is not to your liking. Pray, do not apologize, said the stork. I hope you will return this visit and come and dine with me soon. So a day was appointed when the fox should visit the stork. But when they were seated at table, all that was for their dinner was contained in a very long-necked jar with a narrow mouth, in which the fox could not insert his snout. So all he could manage to do was to lick the outside of the jar. I will not apologize for the dinner, said the stork. One bad turn deserves another. The Frogs Desiring a King The frogs were as happy as could be in a marshy swamp that just suited them. They went splashing about, caring for nobody and nobody troubling them. But some of them thought that this was not right, that they should have a king and a proper constitution. So they determined to set up a petition to Jove to give them what they wanted. Mighty Jove, they cried, send on to us a king that will rule over us and keep us in order. Jove laughed at their croaking and threw down into the swamp a huge log which came down kerplash into the swamp. The frogs were frightened out of their lives by the commotion made in their midst, and all rushed to the bank to look at the horrible monster. But after a time, seeing that it did not move, one or two of the boldest of them ventured out toward the log, and even dared to touch it. Still it did not move. Then the greatest hero of the frogs jumped upon the log and commenced dancing up and down upon it. Thereupon all the frogs came and did the same. And for some time, the frogs went about their business every day without taking the slightest notice of the new king log lying in their midst. But this did not suit them. So they sent another petition to Jove and said to him, We want a real king, one that will really rule over us. Now this made Jove angry. So he sent among them a big stork that soon set to work 
gobbling them all up. Then the frogs repented when too late. Better no rule than cruel rule. The Lion and the Mouse Once, when a lion was asleep, a little mouse began running up and down upon him. This soon wakened the lion, who placed his huge paw upon him and opened his big jaws to swallow him. Pardon, O king, cried the little mouse. Forgive me this time. I shall never forget it. Who knows, I may be able to do you a turn one of these days. The lion was so tickled at the idea of the mouse being able to help him that he lifted up his paw and let him go. Some time after, the lion was caught in a trap, and the hunters who desired to carry him alive to the king tied him to a tree while they went in search of a wagon to carry him on. Just then, the little mouse happened to pass by, and seeing the sad plight in which the lion was, went up to him, and soon gnawed away the ropes that bound the king of the beasts. Was I not right? said the little mouse. Little friends may prove great friends. The Dog and the Shadow It happened that a dog had got a piece of meat and was carrying it home in his mouth to eat it in peace. Now on his way home, he had to cross a plank lying across a running brook. As he crossed, he looked down and saw his own shadow reflected in the water beneath. Thinking it was another dog with another piece of meat, he made up his mind to have that also. So he made a snap at the shadow in the water. But as he opened his mouth, the piece of meat fell out, dropped into the water, and was never seen more. Beware lest you lose the substance by grasping at the shadow. The Fox and the Grapes One hot summer's day, a fox was strolling through an orchard till he came to a bunch of grapes just ripening on a vine, which had been trained over a lofty branch. Just the thing to quench my thirst, quoth he. Drawing back a few paces, he took a run and a jump and just missed the bunch. Turning round again with a one, two, three, he jumped up, but with no greater success. Again and again he tried after the tempting morsel, but at last had to give it up, and walked away with his nose in the air, saying, I am sure they are sour. It is easy to despise what you cannot get. The Swallow and the Other Birds It happened that a countryman was sowing some hemp seed in a field where a swallow and some other birds were hopping about, picking up their food. Beware of that man, quoth the swallow. Why, what is he doing, said the others? That is hemp seed he is sowing. Be careful to pick up every one of the seeds, or else you will repent it. The birds paid no heed to the swallow's words, and by and by the hemp grew up and was made into cord, and of the cords nets were made and many a bird that had despised the swallow's advice was caught in the nets made out of that very hemp. What did I tell you? said the swallow. 
destroy the seed of evil, or will grow up to your ruin. The Fox and the Crow A fox once saw a crow fly off with a piece of cheese in its beak and settle on a branch of a tree. That's for me, as I'm a fox, said Master Reynard, and he walked up to the foot of the tree. Good day, Mistress Crow, he cried. How well you're looking today. How glossy your feathers, how bright your eye. I feel sure your voice must surpass that of other birds, just as your figure does. Let me hear but one song from you, that I may greet you as the queen of birds. The crow lifted up her head and began to call her best. But the moment she opened her mouth, the piece of cheese fell to the ground, only to be snapped up by Master Fox. That will do, said he. That was all I wanted. In exchange for your cheese, I will give you a piece of advice for the future. Do not trust flatterers. The Milkmaid and Her Pail Patty the milkmaid was going to market, carrying her milk in a pail on her head. As she went along, she began calculating what she would do with the money she would get for the milk. I'll buy some fowls from Farmer Brown, said she, and they will lay eggs each morning, which I will sell to the parson's wife. With the money that I get from the sale of these eggs, I'll buy myself a new frock and a hat. And when I go to market, won't all the young men come up and speak to me? Polly Shaw will be that jealous, but I don't care. I shall just look at her and toss my head like this. As she spoke, she tossed her head back, the pail fell off it, and all the milk was spilt. So she had to go home and tell her mother what had occurred. Ah, my child, said her mother, do not count your chickens before they are hatched. The Shepherd's Boy There was once a young shepherd boy who tended his sheep at the foot of a mountain near a dark forest. It was rather lonely for him all day, so they thought upon a plan upon which he would get a little company and some excitement. He rushed down to where the village calling out, Wolf, Wolf, and the villagers came out to meet him, and some of them stopped with him for a considerable time. This pleased the boy so much that a few days afterward he tried the same trick, and again the villagers came to his help. But shortly after this, a wolf actually did come out of the forest and began to worry the sheep. And the boy, of course, cried out, Wolf, wolf, still louder than before. But this time, the villagers who had been fooled twice before thought the boy was again deceiving them, and nobody stirred to come to his help. So the wolf made a good meal off the boy's flock, and when the boy complained, the wise man of the village said, A liar will not be believed, even when he speaks the truth. Androcles A servant named Androcles once escaped from his master and fled to the forest. As he was wandering about there, he came upon a lion, lying down, moaning and groaning. At first, he turned to flee, but finding that the lion did not pursue him, he turned back and went up to him. 
As he came near, the lion put out his paw, which was all swollen and bleeding, and Androcles found that a huge thorn had gotten into it and was causing all the pain. He pulled out the thorn and bound up the paw of the lion, who was soon able to rise and lick the hand of Androcles like a dog. Then the lion took Androcles to his cave, and every day used to bring him meat from which to live. But shortly afterward, both Androcles and the lion were captured, and the servant was sentenced to be thrown to the lion after the latter had been kept without food for several days. The emperor and all his court came to see the spectacle, and Androcles was led out into the middle of the arena. Soon, the lion was let loose from his den and rushed, bounding and roaring toward his victim. But as soon as he came near to Androcles, he recognized his friend and fawned upon him and licked his hands like a friendly dog. The emperor, surprised at this, summoned Androcles to him, who told him the whole story, whereupon the servant was pardoned and freed, and the lion let loose to his native forest. Gratitude is the sign of noble souls. The Man, the Boy, and Donkey A man and his son were once going with their donkey to market. As they were walking along by its side, a countryman passed them and said, You fools, what is a donkey for but to ride upon? So the man put the boy and the donkey, and they went on their way. But soon they passed a group of men, one of whom said, See that lazy youngster, he lets his father walk while he rides. So the man ordered his boy to get off, and got on himself. But they hadn't gone far when they passed two women, one of whom said to the other, Shame on that lazy lout to let his poor little son trudge along. Well, the man didn't know what to do, but at last he took his boy up before him on the donkey. By this time they had come to the town, and the passers-by began to jeer and point to them. The man stopped and asked what they were scoffing at. The men said, Aren't you ashamed of yourself for overloading that poor donkey of yours, you and your hulking son? The man and boy got off and tried to think what to do. They thought and they thought, till at last they cut down a pole, tied the donkey's feet to it, and raised the pole and the donkey to their shoulders. They went along amid the laughter of all who met them till they came to Market Bridge, when the donkey, getting one of his feet loose, kicked out and caused the boy to drop his end of the pole. In the struggle, the donkey fell over the bridge, and his forefeet being tied together, he was drowned. That will teach you, said an old man who had followed them. Please all, and you will please none. The Crow and the Pitcher A crow, half dead with thirst, came upon a pitcher which had once been full of water. But when the crow put its beak into the mouth of the pitcher, he found that only very little water was left in it, and that he could not reach far enough down to get at it. He tried and tried, but at last had to give up in despair. Then a thought came to him, and he took a pebble and dropped it into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble, and dropped it 
into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. Then he took another pebble and dropped that into the pitcher. At last, at last, he saw the water mount up near him. And after casting in a few more pebbles, he was able to quench his thirst and save his life. Little by little, does the trick. The Frog and the Ox Oh, father, said a little frog to the big one, sitting by the side of a pool. I have seen such a terrible monster. It was as big as a mountain with horns on its head and a long tail, and it had hoofs divided in two. Tush, child, tush, said the old frog. That was only Farmer White's ox. It isn't so big either. He may be a little bit taller than I, but I could easily make myself quite as broad. Just you see. So he blew himself out and blew himself out and blew himself out. Was he as big as that? asked he. Oh, much bigger than that, said the young frog. Again, the old one blew himself out and asked the young one if the fox was as big as that. Bigger, father, bigger, was the reply. So the frog took a deep breath and blew and blew and blew and swelled and swelled and swelled. And then he said, I'm sure the ox is not as big as... But at this moment, he burst. Self-conceit may lead to self-destruction. The Fox Without a Tail It happened that a fox caught its tail in a trap and in struggling to release himself lost all of it but the stump. At first he was ashamed to show himself among his fellow foxes, but at last he determined to put a bolder face upon his misfortune and summoned all the foxes to a general meeting to consider a proposal which he had to place before them. When they had assembled together, the fox proposed that they should all do away with their tails. He pointed out how inconvenient a tail was when they were pursued by their enemies, the dogs, how much it was in the way when they desired to sit down and hold a friendly conversation with one another. He failed to see any advantage in carrying about such a useless encumbrance. That is all very well, said one of the older foxes, but I do not think you would have recommended us to dispense with our chief ornament if you had not happened to lose it yourself. Distrust, interested, advice. The Fox and the Cat A fox was boasting to a cat of its clever devices for escaping its enemies. I have a whole bag of tricks, he said, which contains a hundred ways of escaping my enemies. I have only one, said the cat, but I can generally manage with that. Just at that moment, they heard the cry of a pack of hounds coming toward them, and the cat immediately scampered up a tree and hid herself in the boughs. This is my plan, said the cat. What are you going to do? The fox thought first of one way, then of another, 
And while he was debating, the hounds came nearer and nearer. And at last, the fox in his confusion was caught up by the hounds and soon killed by the huntsmen. The cat, who had been looking on, said, Better one safe way than a hundred on which you cannot reckon. The Dog in the Manger A dog, looking out for its afternoon nap, jumped into the manger of an ox and lay there cosily upon the straw. But soon the ox, returning from its afternoon work, came up to the manger and wanted to eat some of the straw. The dog, in a rage, being awakened from its slumber, stood up and barked at the ox, and whenever it came near, attempted to bite it. At last, the ox had to give up the hope of getting at the straw, and went away muttering, Ah, people often grudge others what they cannot enjoy themselves. The Fox and the Goat By an unlucky chance, a fox fell into a deep well from which he could not get out. A goat passed by shortly afterward and asked the fox what he was doing down there. Oh, have you not heard, said the fox. There's going to be a great drought, so I jumped down here in order to be sure to have water by me. Why don't you come down too? The goat thought well of his advice and jumped down into the well but the fox immediately jumped on her back and by putting his foot on her long horns managed to jump up to the edge of the well. Goodbye, friend, said the fox. Remember next time, never trust the advice of a man in difficulties. The Ant and the Grasshopper In a field one summer's day, a grasshopper was hopping about chirping and singing to its heart's content. An ant passed by, bearing along with great toil, an ear of corn he was taking to the nest. Why not come and chat with me, said the grasshopper, instead of toiling and moiling in that way. I'm helping to lay up food for the winter, said the ant, and recommend you to do the same. Why bother about winter, said the grasshopper. We've got plenty of food at present but the ant went on its way and continued its toil. Then the winter came. The grasshopper had no food and found itself dying of hunger while it saw the ants distributing every day corn and grain from the stores they had collected in the summer. Then the grasshopper knew it is best to prepare for the days of necessity. Belling the Cat Long ago, the mice held a general council to consider what measures they could take to outwit their common enemy, the cat. Some said this, and some said that. But at last, a young mouse got up and said he had a proposal to make, which he thought would meet the case. You will all agree, said he, that our chief danger consists in the sly and treacherous manner in which the enemy approaches us. Now if we could receive some signal of her approach, we could easily escape from her. I venture, therefore, to propose that a small bell be procured and attached by a ribbon round the neck of the cat. By this means, we should always know when she was about and could easily retire while she was in the neighborhood. 
This proposal met with great applause, until an old mouse got up and said, That is all very well, but who is to bell the cat? The mice looked at one another, and nobody spoke. Then the old mouse said, It is easy to propose impossible remedies. The Jay and the Peacock A jay, venturing into a yard where peacocks used to walk, found there a number of feathers which had fallen from the peacocks when they were molting. He tied them all to his tail and strutted down toward the peacocks. When he came near them, they soon discovered the cheat, and striding up to him, pecked at him and plucked away his bored plumes. So the jay could do no better than to go back to the other jays, who had watched his behavior from a distance but they were equally annoyed with him and told him, it is not only fine feathers that make fine birds. The Woodman and the Serpent One wintry day, a woodman was tramping home from his work when he saw something black lying on the snow. When he came closer, he saw it was a serpent, to all appearance dead. But he took it up, and put it in his bosom to warm while he returned home. As soon as he got indoors, he put the serpent down on the hearth before the fire. The children watched it, and saw it slowly come to life again. Then one of them stooped down to stroke it, but the serpent raised its head and put out its fangs, and was about to sting the child to death. So the woodman seized his axe, and with one stroke cut the serpent in two. Ah, said he, no gratitude from the wicked. The Wolf and the Lamb Once upon a time, a wolf was lapping at a spring on a hillside. When looking up, what should he see but a lamb just beginning to drink a little lower down? There's my supper, thought he. If only I can find some excuse to seize it. Then he called out to the lamb, how dare you muddle the water from which I am drinking? Nay, master, nay, said Lamekin. If the water be muddy up there, I cannot see the cause of it, for it runs down from you to me. Well then, said the wolf, why did you call me bad names this time last year? That cannot be, said the lamb. I'm only six months old. I don't care, snarled the wolf. If it was not you, it was your father. And with that, he rushed upon the poor little lamb and ate her all up. But before she died, she gasped out, Any excuse will serve a tyrant. The Lion's Share The lion went once a-hunting along with the fox, the jackal, and the wolf. They hunted and they hunted, till at last they surprised a stag and soon took its life. Then came the question how the spoil should be divided. Quarter me this stag, roared the lion. So the other animals skinned it and cut it into four parts. Then the lion took his stand in front of the carcass and pronounced judgment. The first quarter is for me. In my capacity as king of beasts, the second is mine as arbiter. Another share comes to me for my part in the chase. And as for the fourth quarter, well, as for that, 
I should like to see which of you will dare to lay a paw upon it. Humph, grumbled the fox as he walked away with his tail between his legs, but he spoke in a low growl. You may share the labors of the great, but you will not share the spoil. Hercules and the Wagoner A wagoner was once driving a heavy load along a very muddy way. At last he came to a part of the road where the wheels sank halfway into the mire, and the more the horses pulled, the deeper sank the wheels. So the wagoner threw down his whip and knelt down and prayed to Hercules the Strong. O Hercules, help me in this my hour of distress, quote he. But Hercules appeared to him and said, Tutman, don't sprawl there. Get up and put your shoulder to the wheel. The gods help them that help themselves. The Bat, the Birds, and the Beasts A great conflict was about to come off between the birds and the beasts. When the two armies were collected together, the bat hesitated which to join. The birds that passed his perch said, Come with us. But he said, I'm a beast. Later on, some beasts who were passing underneath him looked up and said, Come with us. But he said, I'm a bird. Luckily, at the last moment, peace was made, and no battle took place. So the bat came to the birds and wished to join in the rejoicings, but they all turned against him and he had to fly away. He then went to the beasts, but soon had to beat a retreat, or else they would have torn him to pieces. Ah, said the bat, I see now. He that is neither one thing nor the other has no friends. The Belly and the Members One fine day it occurred to the members of the body that they were doing all the work, and the belly was having all the food. So they held a meeting, and after a long discussion decided to strike work till the belly consented to take its proper share of the work. So for a day or two, the hands refused to take the food, the mouth refused to receive it, and the teeth had no work to do. But after a day or two, the members began to find that they themselves were not in a very active condition. The hands could hardly move, and the mouth was all parched and dry, while the legs were unable to support the rest. So thus they found that even the belly, in its dull, quiet way, was doing necessary work for the body, but that all must work together, or the body will go to pieces. Good night. <laughs>